Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the newest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every week I, alongside my fellow dinosaurus hunters, go through every single issue of every single volume of Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley's. Everyone take off their hats. He was so young. Death of everyone. Thank you, Malcolm. Thank you for that beautiful rendition. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, session whatever of, <laughs> of, wow. the in, of Invincible. This, this uh, it's not that I, I like don't care. This just fucked up your shit. It <laughs> fucked up my shit. Uh, dear listeners, I was telling uh, my compatriots here off mic, but I started reading ahead because how could I not after the way that it left off? And I got to issue 100, the beginning of issue 100. And I got to a certain scene that we're going to get into. I put my tablet down and I didn't come back to it for a week because it (laughs) fucked my shit up. But we are talking Invincible. Specifically, we are looking at volume 18 entitled The Death of Everyone. And I am joined by the only two men who I would trust to murder my parents with a cast iron skillet in my apartment to keep my secret. Jacob Brown. Hey there, all you invincibles. And Malcolm Russell Nelson. I'm sorry. I'll tell you everything. It's time you know the truth. Ooh, I'm I'm loving these like Mortal Kombat like intro lines. <laughs> intro lines, yeah. yeah you, I think you, that's like you the give each week. It. It's <laughs> it, it really it really. I love it. I love it. Thanks. So we are looking at this week, Volume 18, Death of Everyone, which, as I've already said, fucked my shit up. This is issues 90 seven through 102 and this might be as much as because we talked about i think it was last week or the week before no it was last week because it was the uh the flaxen saga the volume where i was like i have no fucking clue what is going on this (laughs) this was too much going on this This was too much this was the opposite direction because i understood everything was going on and i didn't like it yeah, it was yeah. it overloaded my systems. I was not prepared. So let's just fucking dive into it, man. The Yay. first 11 pages of this volume is the biggest what the fuck of all time. Exactly. Followed by Seriously. a writer explanation of like, sometimes you just need to mix shit up because it makes you feel uncomfortable. You yeah. know, sometimes this is what you have to do. That's just how it is. And people don't like it. And that sucks. Tough titty. But like, that's how it is. What well, a weird flex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was kind of like, again, this is more opposite mirroring of what the good portion of the story of what we've been focusing on our main hero about. And this, this, golly, mm-hmm. it's, this escalates so harsh to. So we, it, we pick it up. It escalates fast. Real quick. It does not wait for you. It's like Empire. Empire does not wait nope. for you to watch it no. as a show before they throw our boy Rhodey into prison. 
<laughs> they just yeah, but that's where I belong because I'm a criminal now. You don't understand. Every time I do something, I'm a criminal. I'm a thug out here. I'm trying. It's hard out here for a pimp. You don't understand, man. Like we out here, we trying to get our money. I got cookie over here in the corner. Cookie always asking me for money. It's crazy, man. I mean, I, I just it's not my fault. Jeez. That was your Terrence Howard moment. That, that was your Terrence Howard time. That was featuring uh, Malcolm Russell Nelson. Tune in next week for the next Terrence Howard time. Man, that um, was a what if ma- a multiverse jump I didn't expect to see. Yeah, Portal just <laughs> popped up right in the middle of this podcast, man. It was wild. wild. Yeah, that was wild. So we kick things off chapter 97. Oh, do right we have where to? The, yes, we do. <laughs> oh, man. You guys signed up for this shit. Yeah. Um, and so we pick up right where we left off with um, with Zendel essentially accidentally outing himself to his parents that he is bulletproof slash invincible. And <laughs> we finally get the backstory for Zendel, as well as his twin brother Tyrone, mm-hmm. and this was as not, uh, not what you expected, huh? not yeah. what I expected, and as origins go, not bad. Honestly, I think it's one of the best origins. It's kind of crazy read. how good it's it kind is. Of yes. <laughs> so that's how crazy it is. It's crazy good. That's yeah. the thing. We could have been reading this book this entire time. This yeah. that's absolutely the thing I want you to know. Have. Like this. This 100% feels like an image comic. Yes, yes it does. From the yeah. beginning. reading that book. From the beginning. And it would be amazing. Like, I would have loved to get, like, <laughs> Bulletproof Year One. Him just, yeah. like, learning yeah. about his Mini powers. Series. Like, yeah. yeah. I would love a Bulletproof miniseries. And it G- give it an Invincible boost. Presents so Bulletproof. Bad. So yeah. bad. Like, if we want to revisit that, do we that. And then follow yeah. that up with Invincible Presents Kaboomerang. Saves oh the God. universe. Just yeah, saves the hell universe. Yeah, it's worth yeah, it. Hell yeah, it's hell worth yeah. it. I'm Speaking all of about- which, quick uh, shameless plug: the most recent episode of the main podcast, episode one seventy five. <laughs> Go check it out. It's my latest pitch for uh, Captain Boomerang solo called Boomer's Big Score. Check it out. It's an I hour am and a half. So excited to listen to that. <laughs> it's an hour and a half yet, of me like, just doing yeah. classical needle drops. And Hell having Digger Harkness yeah. be the worst person all the time. Hell so, yeah. Speaking of the worst person of all time, um, Zendel and Tyrone have a very interesting relationship because Zendel, as we've established, is a painter. He's an artist, and he is utilizing his studio as any artist does. I think that panel is uh, pretty indicative of life as a painter. Fuck. <laughs> I, lo- I love the caption there, too, where it's like, you know, at college, we sort of lost touch. Tyrone was off doing his own thing. He graduated early, became mm-hmm. a world-renowned and well-respected scientist. And I was doing my own thing. And like... <laughs> him in paint with two women. <laughs> Just Absolutely. like... That's, that's, what a, that's what a painter's life is, I assume. Yeah. Yes. If you're an artist, you can let me know if that's the life you live. Because congratulations. That's so, France, honestly. All of that, that picture is happen. pretty much just France. France? Yeah. Yeah. So you mean like that's Paris. what Olivier is going to grow up to do? Pretty much. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. What it is. Yeah, it does. It really Sacre does. bleu. So... <laughs> 
Um, we find out that Tyrone was a bit of a genius and a genius in biochemical engineering, all of this mm-hmm. stuff. And he decided, and he had this obsession with superheroes, this obsession mm-hmm. with gaining superpowers. And in a final act of a of his breakthrough to be able to give someone superpowers, he he's he drugged Zendel strapped him to a machine switched the machine on and bada bing bada boom Zendel has powers but it also vaporized Tyra mm-hmm. which I mean you yeah. get what mad you're paying for it's mad what? scientist 101 man it, it's it mad feel, scientist and yeah. karma 101 it's it yeah. feels very um yeah. What, why am I blanking on his name? It's Invincible's arch nemesis. Um, Angstrom, Angstrom, Levy. Angstrom Levy. It feels very Angstrom Levy. Yes. To yeah. me. Like yeah. his experiment goes wrong and he pays the price for it. Yes. That and is so, a classic yeah. thing with this book. Yeah. yeah. And so Zendel essentially has been doing this dual identity thing. I thought when he brought it up earlier in this comic that it was like, oh, you know, he's got this understanding with his brother. His They obviously love his brother more. So he's posing as, uh, as bulletproof to like up their stock with him. But no, he's essentially been living three lives. Yeah. Zendel, bulletproof, and Tyrone. Yeah. And so- again... Give so me much. this comic. Yeah. So now we can get into what I've been teasing for weeks. <laughs> yes, we have My been talking thesis. about it. <laughs> yeah. We have been talking about Malcolm having this incredibly hot take slash thesis that he has been just writing papers upon papers for for the local yeah. comic college. And now, yeah. Malcolm, it's and time you have the floor. So. Zendel, as we decided earlier, Zendel, uh, Jacob alluded that his name uh, reminds him of Denzel, and it's a reverse of Denzel, right? Uh, which is apropos, because Zendel is specifically Denzel Washington's character from Training Day, a cop yeah. who got too deep in the too story deep. and now believes his own hype. I think that Zendel is an asshole because he's leading these three lives, and he leans too hard into each one. So as bulletproof, like he, that a lot. as bulletproof, wow. he tries too hard to be a superhero. As as Zendel, he tries too hard to be Maybe. Zendel, mm-hmm. and as Tyrone, he tries too hard to be Tyrone. He's he's an accomplisher, but he leans too hard into the identity in order to sell it. It's yeah. a classic superhero, you know, uh, uh, superhero do identity thing. But, but since he's doing with three, it. yeah, yeah. It's a twist on it, and he has to literally be two different people this time. That's the thing. It's not just like two sort of different people. He has to be two different people in three roles total. That's yeah. a lot. And so he gets too deep. And so I think he he gets too deep into the act of being an asshole. I I I think in that moment with Eve a couple of volumes ago, where he, you know, was like, I mean, if you if you need anything, you know, I think he genuinely meant, if you need anything, let me know. She took yeah. it like that. And then he real like he realized like, oh shit I'm laying the asshole out right need to be an asshole again so like I mean if you want you know so I I think that he's interesting I think that he's living too much of a triple life that's dope. Uh, and that's ruined his shit yeah great. that makes sense it's a great and psychosis it also, right there it also makes Thank his you. relationship with Carla more tragic to me because yes. Carla knows mm. because Carla's in on it exactly and. Yeah. Through all of that, he's also cheated on her, and like which makes that more interesting too. Yeah, because how did he see that? Did he see it that he was cheating, 
or that Bulletproof was having or like maybe Tyrone else, was dating was Tyrone. somebody. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's so fascinating. Very it's fascinating. It's so intricate. Give we me this comic. book and it's wow. bullshit that we didn't get one. Anyway. <laughs> so the kind of outrage that we are showing right now is also being shown on the faces of uh, Bulletproof's parents who blame him for the death of Tyrone. Which because is they're the worst. The worst. Horrible. Them immediately being like, you killed our son. You yeah. killed our son and we're calling the police on you. You're going to jail. You're going to pay for killing our son. It's and then horrible. Carla comes yeah. in with the home cooking. That being a <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, and they she said she couldn't she cook. cook well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so she used that cast iron skillet for something else. Um, she straight up just murders Zendel's mom. And when his dad retaliates, he straight up just snaps his dad's neck. Yeah. Yikes. Big yikes. Yeah. yeah. At the same time. Uh, eh. But it's, but that's. It's tragic for them. It's they were awful people. And how real life is that though? You exactly. know, that someone else goes through a tragedy and you have no frame of reference for that. So yeah. later when he blows up on everybody, he's like, hey, leave him alone. Like, leave Mark alone. He made a mistake, yeah. okay? And people yeah. make leave mistakes. Mark alone. It's not his fault. Like, yeah. People make mistakes sometimes, and everyone's just looking at him like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes that moment so good and yeah. so rich. <laughs> I also kind of love that when they're like, okay, we got to dispose of the bodies. He's doing it in the invincible, in costume, the invincible costume. And he just goes uh-huh. ch- and chucks the car off. <laughs> this clip that i don't know why it's so comical to me melancholy. yes it's such a good page of him sadly tossing the truck or tossing the car over the ledge then them at the funeral brit and the guy saying and brit yeah yeah being like i'm sorry for your loss and then them sitting at the dining table and then that's the end of that yeah that's it and then that's we don't it. see them for the rest of the issue and then we move on to yeah. fan favorite oh. brian My- i mean um philip yeah. schaff is Phyllis who this schaff. is his name is not Brian. Yeah, you're right. Nope. Uh, he's definitely not he's Brian Michael Bendis. Definitely yeah. Philip Schaff. And uh, his partner, Booth Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love Old that. Sharpies and etc. Hell yeah. <laughs> and so we With get a Captain a, America shirt on. Right? Yeah. So we get a nice little callback to the creator of Science Dog. We get another callback to the whole, like, not really sequence. It's It's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but and we also get Michonne cosplay. Again, this is why everything yeah. was fucking weird yeah. in the last ten pages. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, and again, it it is another one of those like Robert Kirkman like speaking to the audience as Robert Kirkman through Brian. Mm-hmm. I mean Philip Schaff. Yeah, it's it's very interesting that he felt the need to do that. Yes, immediately. After? immediately afterwards and not in like, like a letters page he was doing? Yeah. or anything like that which is normally where we see these things addressed but uh-huh. yeah fascinating but fascinating. uh back with the coalition of planets um our boy nolan is not happy because he An doesn't awesome know shot of nolan, yeah. awesome nolan, shot of nolan. looking very uh threat in that shot yes yeah. if you also notice. looking very uh which isn't Tom that interesting Hardy. Yeah. as well yes. in that uh one movie where he played a bronson mustache bronson that's the one. Oh yeah um because he doesn't know what's going on they finally let debbie in and for the first time 
I don't, I'm sure they've established this before, but the first time looking at this page where Debbie and Nolan embrace, I zoomed in. I did that old school heist thing where it's like enhance, enhance. <laughs> and I realized <laughs> coalition of planets is an acronym for cop for cop. Yeah. Alan's a cop. Yeah. Yeah. I apparently yeah. never made that connection until just now when I was reading yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Go me. They're cops. Go me. Yeah. Alan's yeah. a cop. Yeah. I thought Alan's you were going to say that you were, you realize how thick Debbie's butt is. Yeah, me I too. I mean, that, that's so we've true. all <laughs> known that for a good long while. Debbie's packing some, some sweet cakes. Oh, back man. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's like, no wonder no one keeps coming back. Yo, they are both Debbie's physical specimens. Bang. Let's yeah. just—they're both—they're both, they're both super hot. Let's just be like, honest. Good for them. Yeah, That's a yeah hot so couple. Alan uh, kind of informs Nolan on what's going on. Nolan's back in, uh, back out of custody. Olivier's back with them, and he's kind of reconciling with everybody. And they're like, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I love this because they're like, all right, you know, Alan says, you know, if you're willing, I have a mission for you to go back to Earth. And so they're in the ship, they're going, and Nolan giving the <laughs> smirk. Debbie says, you know, we've got quite the journey ahead of us. And Nolan says, and I've been in prison for a long time. We'll be in our quarters. <laughs> oh, God. The fuck cruise continues. <laughs> so... Speaking of fuck crews, um, Mark, <laughs> Mark and Eve get them uh, get them some action. Mark is still dealing with him not having any powers until this incredibly. I don't want to say graphic because a lot of it's, it's adult, in silhouette, but it's, it's a very adult, adult sequence. It's, it's very. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? The the silhouette. It's very eighties, you know, yes. like how they show sex scenes where it's just like, very just uh, James Bond. Top Gun. Yes, yes, yes yeah. that too. So yeah. uh, Mark got his powers back. He's back, baby. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in chapter ninety eight, he's palling around in Jacob's favorite blue suit. Uh, while, why uh, do you like that suit? He told, uh, oh, he told because it's <laughs> a horrible, horrible uh, symbiote symbol. Basically, it's so bad. So Ugh. Zendel is hey Zendel gets the classic costume, so they're good. Everybody wins. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so Mark no goes to visit. Too, oh, sorry. No yeah, finger gloves this time. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, the blue suit never had the finger gloves. So. That's true. No, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. One reason it is second place for me but yeah um, that's the reason marguerite <laughs> that's the reason it's all about the finger gloves baby yeah i agree all right so um mark goes to visit dinosaurus who has been gone by himself way too long yes. and as it was teased in last volume dinosaurus has been up to some shit and up to bigger shit than we were expecting <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, some stuff is going down and it is going to be a real big problem and oh yeah Angstrom Levy's still alive. Oh, yeah. How great is that page turn? Great page turn. I was not ready for that. Mark (laughs) takes off to go fix whatever dinosaurs did. And dinosaurs is like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm... I'm truly sorry it came to this, my friend. And then you get the page turn mm-hmm. of fucking Angstrom Levy. I must like, have my oh, revenge. Dinosaurs save I've waited Levy. long enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just silence. <laughs> I must have my revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my that was a very God. deep cut with Jacob. Oh, man. Um, Oh, it's such an in joke. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's, that's gonna make sense to literally nobody but me and Jacob. But, <laughs> I, um, I 
and like two other people who listen to this. Uh, oh, so um, Angstrom Levy is still uh, being used by the Techno Union, who have put him to work <laughs> at <laughs> making this paradise dimension. And they basically say, hey, you know, you've given us paradise. You're free to go, which is going to be a problem for literally everyone. Uh-huh. But uh, as as I was reading this comic, uh, we found out that there were explosive devices planted around the city. Uh, over here in Los Angeles, it was a very scary time reading this comic because, uh, yeah. you know, we deal with earthquakes a lot. And I don't know, I don't uh-huh. know what that means. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, dinosaurs is essentially, from what you, we can tell, made another hatched another plot to make Los Angeles the same way as Las Vegas. So the entire Guardians team is dispatched to LA and they are dealing with earthquakes as these bombs are set to blow. Um, Invincible is going around disarming bombs, robots disarming bombs. And then Invincible gets intercepted by Dinosaurus while uh, my boy Kaboomerang, Invincible and I'm not going to say her name, um, are rescuing yep. civilians. <laughs> and uh, we get this reveal that the bombs in L.A. weren't the main uh, weren't the main plan. But the bombs in. I want to say Greenland. Yeah, yeah. But it has to be Greenland because it's ice. Because Iceland is green. right. Iceland is green. Greenland is ice. Mm-hmm. Go to school, kids. This is where you learn this stuff. Yep. Go to school, um, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well put uh the bombs in uh greenland go off and it causes incredible amounts of flooding throughout the world so um, this was an upsetting comic to read this week i'm really glad yeah. that i read all this on friday but once this all started happening this week with the hurricane and yeah. seeing videos of new york this was i'm really a new yorker rough. so like yeah. seeing that shit was terrifying for me yeah. like yeah it, it was Deep kind cut. of really hard to read this like in hindsight it was weird and it's you know man shit like they're still dealing with that right now it's really bad the hurricane i mean louisiana has been yeah rocked again yeah yeah exactly this is the third time like in our lifetime yeah Yeah. it's that nola's just been destroyed by a hurricane yeah Yeah. and it's crazy now reading through this and yeah isn't that wild this uh, was a weird time to read this. Weird time to yeah. read this volume. This um, is, but yeah. pretty much every you know near ocean uh, major city is flooded. Millions of deaths. Um, I was not ready for this. I was not <laughs> expecting this at all. And so we get the big throwdown between Invincible and Dinosaurus. Um, we've meant you know we've touched on before how somewhat evenly matched dinosaurus and invincible are when it comes to just raw strength um invincible because of his vultramite blood probably does have more durability than dinosaurus um but he is still a vicious opponent and as this is all going on invincible can't get any help because robot is directing dozens of teams at the same time which is really fucking cool it's super cool and it doesn't absolve him of the shit that he did no. last volume but it no. is kind of still robot's finest hour mm-hmm. in that he is directing the relief effort in all of these major cities around the world 
And so this battle continues on um, throughout the throughout the city, and we get this incredible page where you see all of the Viltramites summoned onto the ship, observing everything going on, and Thrag is telling them all like we're not interf- <clears throat> we're not interfering. <laughs> we're just gonna let the flooding happen, and if anyone disobeys me, I'm gonna fuck you up. And we do see <laughs> our boy, our boy Craig, Craig. Um, is having a rough time with this because as we've established, he's gotten very attached to the people of Earth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to posit that at this point, Craig should not be referred to as Craig anymore. He is Craig. <laughs> it feels like I, you will no oh, longer be young Neil. You are now, you are now Neil. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I think he's earned our respect. Craig, you are no longer Craig. You are now You're just Craig. 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 Hey, Craig. Craig. Nice to meet you. Craig. Nice to meet you, pal. Nice it's always you. it's always nice to see a bit evolve and have character <laughs> and depth. <laughs> You come so to long. the Geek Explained Book Club for character development. It's, it's like, we, we have it's, plots, we no, have I, narratives. I've never had, yeah, I, I've never had this experience before. So I want to thank you <laughs> for a yeah. first time, man. That was yeah. beautiful. That was unbelievable. Real that, quick, that's, also, that's what we're the, here for. It and, and sizing into like how good the character is in this story. Each page has been one picture. Yeah, in this comic, full splash pages and full splash. It's wild. You don't see this very often. Yeah, and it really sells how monumental this is, Mm -hmm. how dire the situation is. But it's also a good cheat for artists. Absolutely, it is (laughs) right, especially when issue one hundred is coming along, which is like slightly double sized. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. We do get a quick look with our boy, leader of Capes Incorporated Hell himself. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Bolt's the random glasses, let me just, son. Let me just say, Bolt, Guardian's material. We'll just say yes. it. Yeah. Just, yes. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, absolutely. Guardian's material. Yeah, he's a goddamn um, hero. Easily. And so Good. this fight is continuing on between uh, Mark and Dinosaurus. Uh, a news helicopter is observing the whole thing. Dinosaurus basically tackles Invincible into a building. They are absolutely just brawling. The building topples on top of them. Dinosaurus climbs out of the rubble with um, Invincible's admittedly strangely naked body. And he says, I'm afraid I have no choice. It's time for you to die. Mm-hmm. And it's my background. That's my background for this yep. week. Yes. Um, chapter 100. I have, I'm not going to say never, but in a very long time, I haven't had a moment like I've had with this book specifically i i have understood it to a certain extent for you know for years you know jacob has always told me how great this book is malcolm has always told me how great this book is but there was a visceral reaction to the opening page of this This page yeah i wasn't prepared for Uh and i can unequivocally say i fucking get it like yeah. I get yeah. why people call this like one of the best comics of all time. 
the fact because that it had that effect on you says everything you need to know. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Like I am uh-huh. I am a longtime comic book reader, which means that a lot of times I'm jaded when it comes to my comic book views. And this was, you know, th- the cover of this, especially like looking at looking at it from the um, from the comicsology digital version, is just this full on heroic. It's very. Um, spider it's very um roger stern spider-man with like him kind of Uh, you know heroically posed with all of the faces of the people who mean the most to him and octoboss behind him yeah and it really kind of sells to you that this is a hundred chapters of mark grayson's story and as soon as you open up this chapter that story ends like Yeah. yeah Oh, how ah. upsetting is that, bro? Yeah. This was the moment. I yeah. I closed out the Comixology app. I put my tablet down and I didn't come back to this for five days because <laughs> I had such an emotional reaction to it because I've never read this, this series. We've established this. If this is your first time jumping in. I'm sorry. But like, this is like, this is my first time reading this. And I don't know these twists and turns. I don't know if there's more after this. Essentially, they've set up the next Invincible with Zendel. So they mm-hmm. have all the room in the world to kill Mark after 100 <laughs> issues. Yeah. And this echoes something that was done very similarly with, and I brought him up before, Bendis's Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. They killed Peter Parker and then brought in Miles Morales. And mm-hmm. let me be completely clear here. Miles Morales and Bulletproof are not the same character, even no, remotely yeah. comparatively. No. There's no yeah, comparison yeah. between them. Yeah, However, no. I think it's fascinating. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating that they took this route. And if it had ended here for Mark, I mean, they've made a compelling enough what character out of Zendel yeah. to continue yeah. going forward. Yeah. But it that hurt. That really fucked with me. And it's been a while since a comic really fucked with me. So we see live on television, Dinosaurus squish Mark's head, rips him in half. Rips him in half, man. And we get this beautiful full page spread of everyone just reacting. And it is just, I mean, we even see Craig. We We see see Craig. We see Superman in this. Uh Do we? Yes, in the far right corner next to Shapesmith, the top person right above that. In that which page are you ta- which page the, are you talking about? Uh the 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 full pra- the full page spread. Oh yeah, there is. Oh, on yeah. the second. Yeah, okay, there's two yeah. full there's two full page spreads. Oh yeah, the, 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 second one with the second one. Yeah, oh, that is that is. That, yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice that. If wow. you take the time to look at everybody's reaction, you can spot some like That's crazy. hidden faces. And, like, we see, we see Powerplex. Yeah, you see Powerplex. Uh, we see Amber. Yeah. Do we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, Amber's we do on, on the, the first page. page right under William. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. I didn't even yeah. notice that. Yeah. 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 Holy fuck. That was the one that yeah. hurt. That's what you get after a hundred chapters. All of these characters. All these characters. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That is friends. Oh my god. Yeah. Above William are all her friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. And it's like you see the reactions from everybody and no one. Even see Bendis. Yeah. Yeah. Even Bendis. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. Shaft. 
sorry, Philip Schaff. Schaff. Sorry, Philip Schaff. Um, <laughs> and it's again, it sells how much how big a deal this is. Mm-hmm. And like the next thing we get Obama? is this very um, again very ultimate Spider Man scene where it looks like Mark is just in the void afterwards yep. after being killed. Yeah, and it's oh man. Like that hit me like a truck. And I was like, fuck, like, what do we, where do we go from here? And then there's this, you know, this voice that answers him. It's like, hello, Mark Grayson. And you don't know. That's the beautiful thing about comics is that you don't hear a voice. You don't know who this is. And you don't recognize, and you don't realize until later on who the voice belongs to because it then cuts to the relief effort. Mm-hmm. Huh? Everybody, yeah. Zendel is earning his stripes as Invincible. Robot is building a massive machine to try and deal with this flooding problem and then we get the reveal after that that mark is alive that the body that was mangled and crushed by dinosaurus was in fact a clone that he had been building Mm -hmm. and what's fascinating to me is that if you pay attention and i honestly just noticed it going through it as we're recording right now it's foreshadowed that it's a clone it's foreshadowed very early on after the first conversation, that transition we were talking about into the Angstrom Levy scene. We see uh, Dinosaurus going back into a room with test tubes. Oh, yeah. What's where up? you see bodies floating body in, the, in the tanks. Yeah. 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 And I never made that connection uh-huh. until yeah. reading through it just now. Uh-huh. That yeah. is incredibly well done. Uh-huh. And I mean, like, you even mentioned like he's nude, like randomly yeah. when he comes yeah. out of the rubble, like Mark is nude. That's weird. I just took uh, it yeah, as like his suit home. always just randomly always just gets, rips and tears. Rips and tears. He's got that so, himbo thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. he does. So, Mark Grayson is a himbo. Um, <laughs> and we actually get this. I thought this this might have been one of my favorite moments in this entire volume. Immortal. Immortal and Kate. Hell yeah. Uh, immortal finding the strength within himself to care again. Hell like yeah. that oh man immortals had a great arc he's been in the immortals background the entire arc. time yeah. but he's had a great arc here yeah and yeah. he's oh my god like it just and this feels man. like maybe the last time you're gonna see him too like that's yeah. the thing yeah especially with the story being called the death of everyone right and you, he's like up what is this, this point, mean? you haven't had a lot of major deaths right right yeah like, with characters or anything so it kind of feels like oh this could be his last hurrah you know that's honestly the his, feeling i got reading this for the first time yeah. it's him going and being you know i gotta i it's hawkeye in uh age of ultron yeah when he realizes like oh there's the kid over there who needs to you know get on the lifeboat and he goes and he goes to grab the kid and then yeah. he's like the drones come into this you know it's yeah it's that yeah gotta go do the thing oh, you man. know like it, yeah. yeah it's interesting and so uh we get the return of angstrom levy and he <laughs> pops up right underwater which i thought was great i love this <laughs> bewildered look on his face while he's looking at the invincible as dead newspaper uh, yeah. yeah and then we come to find out joyful. that uh, that uh dinosaurus has induced a coma like state to invincible to basically mm-hmm. take him off the board and invincible they they have this great conversation okay it is wonderful how this conflict ends in a conversation yeah um yeah where he he appeals to dinosaurus on an intellectual level and he says you know what if like maybe you don't have all the answers it's possible and dinosaurus is like no like i've i know every eventuality i've done my research i'm never wrong 
and Invincible says he's like. Have you heard of the ship of Theseus? <laughs> and a dinosaurus looks at him and he says, I require elaboration. <laughs> like it's oh man. And in and Mark in this moment kind of has this um this epiphany that he kind of talks through where he's like, um, here, I just I just want to read this quote. I love this quote. Yeah. Um yeah. He says, you think you've saved us by taking the problem away, by killing us so that we don't harm the ecosystem, so that we don't warm the planet because there are less of us? You've just slowed things down. You haven't fixed a damn thing. You're making it possible for us to continue our old ways of life. You're only delaying catastrophe, not avoiding it. These people could have died for nothing. And this great, like, solemn expression. Yeah. One he time goes, he's like quiet too. Yeah, that was like the he one doesn't argue. He, he doesn't argue. And so uh, Mark continues. He says, "Think about that. Maybe you don't have all the answers. The villain always thinks he's the hero in his story. I've been arguing and fighting with people, trying to justify why we're working together. I've told people that our plans are sound, that our goals are just. Trying to convince them that we knew what we were doing. All that time, I think I was just trying to convince myself I hadn't turned." Hadn't lost sight of who I was. Hadn't become the bad guy in my own story. Well, newsflash, we were, we are, and we're both going to have to pay for our actions. And there, oh man, like we have talked before and it was sprung on me, not unlike an intervention last week that we've been saying that Mark Grayson is a good person. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of the moment where he retakes that. Mark Grayson yeah. is a good person. Mark Grayson is a good person. And exactly. now yes. I am continuing to say it unironically. Malcolm and Jacob are saying it unironically for the first time. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it is this beautiful moment and this beautiful character moment for, um, for our main character that you don't really see a lot. You don't get this in books, comics, especially no, yeah. in no. modern comics. Exactly. The story for Mark in the last 20 issues of him thinking, you know, maybe dinosaurus is right to working with dinosaurs, to losing his powers to get like, it is all a giant journey. This, you know, in, in the overall story of invincible, it's all just a roadmap for Mark Grayson yeah. to determine what he's going to be. And this is like the biggest, most important part. Yeah. This, this stuff is unlike anything else you've ever seen in comics. Yeah, this, so is, this is the moment Same. he becomes a hero again. And yeah. you could argue this is the moment he becomes a hero for the first time. Yeah. 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 Argument could absolutely be made. And yeah. with him becoming a freshly minted hero, Dinosaurus tells him to kill him. Mm -hmm. This next page. Uh, do you get... want the do you want this last this last uh, monologue here for Dinosaurus just pretty much do it. That that it's like really here. Do it. Uh, um... action. This is it for me. I know it was wrong, but flooding those cities did accomplish something. Some good will come from it. That will stand as my final act. I know that if I continue, if I try to fix things, improve things somehow, I'll only get sidetracked on something else. Monstrous that I'll believe is right. No, the cycle has to end now. It should have ended in Las Vegas. I should never, you should never have. So what are you saying? 
You have to kill me. And this next page turn, I thought was incredibly profound. Mm-hmm. Like it's in, it's so cinematic. Like we just cut to this moment. It's it's that um it's that look at the flowers kind of moment from Walking Dead, where another Robert Kirkman property, mm-hmm. where you just see the aftermath. You just see this establishing shot of the lair, and Mark comes walking out, and he's just covered in blood and the imagination will always be a greater artist than anything that someone could draw. And it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. It's very much like the, the end of black Panther when minus him actually bringing the villain out to the cliff to see the sunset or the sunrise, but it feels very much like that, you know? Yeah. It's the moment that he finally gets clarity is the moment that he realizes that he can't continue. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of beautiful. It is, and what's yeah. I thought was also beautiful was this kind of moment that he sat with Cecil. Yeah, you know, Cecil comes and sits next to him. This is kind of the first time they actually have a heart to heart, somewhat as equals. Stepdad coming out, basically. Yeah, um, they reveal that robots um, machine is up and running. They are slowly getting the world back to normal. However, uh, Cecil says that there was at least 800,000 lost already and that the count will probably go up over a million before it's all done. Um, And then he offers Mark his old job back, earpiece and all. Mm -hmm. He proposes. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of love it. It's like a proposal too. And Mark, you know, says he's like, you, wait, you want me to work with you again? Like after everything I've done? And Cecil smirks. And I've talked about, I've coined in the past many different terms. Um, and I correctly, mind you, correctly pointed out the big Damien energy when it was first revealed, uh-huh. though Malcolm made me feel like a fool at the time. <laughs> but this, I didn't get, even though we have experience with Cecil, how manipulative he can be. This didn't feel manipulative in the in that last line where he's like, why not? I've worked with villains before. And it like that could easily be read very sinister. But for me, it was kind of this moment where they came back together. And it's the maybe not rebuilding that bridge, but at least extending the olive branch for that relationship to heal. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. It's sweet and it's a little tongue in cheek. Yes. But yeah. But we, we've now seen that Cecil genuinely cares about Mark, too, which is mm-hmm. really nice. It's true. Yeah. So Mark comes back. He finds that Nolan and Debbie get there right in the aftermath of everything. Um, Eve has just trashed their house, and rightfully so. And yeah. Mark gets back. He's like, hey, it was a clone. They all just kind of like, after uh, he whispers something in Eve's ear, which oh, says, prove it. it. <laughs> he, he does the old, uh, the old doctor who prove that you're real uh-huh. whispers in her ear and his she, real name, imme- his real name. And immediately, you know, she knows it's him. Everybody reunites. Eve fixes the house and they have this nice moment where the two of them are back up on the roof. They're talking. Mark is kind of giving this talk about everything that's happened so far. And then Eve reveals she's pregnant. Love how that ends. 
I love for an issue one hundred. Issue one hundred. You can't ask for more. That is such a banger of an issue one hundred. An entire journey happens inside this. Like it's it's incredible. I will say far better than a different issue one hundred that Robert Kirkman also had. Anyway. <laughs> so chapter yeah. 101 starts off back on the Viltrumite ship. Thrag is just dressing down three of his topmost subordinates, including our boy who's back. He's yeah. he's I still don't remember his name, but he's incredible. <laughs> We've loved him from the beginning. Not, none of us can remember his name, but he's great. He really is. Alongside Craig and um why am I forgetting her name? Oh my God, Ulyssa, Is that what it is? Uh, it's not Feyora. <laughs> Anissa. 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 Yeah. So we've got Anissa, Craig, and um. God dang it! Man. Let's just call him Akhnayag Baj. That's fun. Because because that's who I would want to play him in the movie. So. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Um, so apparently they are not up, you know, not doing their duty. Anissa won't mate with anyone. Craig is apparently drawing attention by meddling and our boy is being monogamous. He's being a loyal man. So I love this sequence. This is my favorite sequence in the whole volume. I love this sequence so much. Yeah. And he's like, each of them are giving reasons for why they're doing what they're doing. Um, and I mean, he's got the our boy has he's in love jessica yeah. jones needs him they are jessica together jones. they are an item. <laughs> what else could he want so like i i don't know i i really like malcolm said like i really dig this sequence and everyone's basically it, like hey things have changed and i love that and is also like <laughs> do you recognize that you're asking different things from me than you are from them I love that. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And this is a powerhouse. She yeah. is awesome. And this has a very interesting feminist point. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Which I'm, ex- I'm excited to like. Comes up later. Yeah. Oh, cool. Like, I'm, I'm excited to like see more of her journey because I think she's. I'm very fascinated by her character. I think she's like. Because we don't. Ha- really have any other like female Viltramites to like base off of the only ones that we've ever gotten were like these nameless assassins that get often an issue or two but and this is like an actual character yeah and yeah. so like getting more of her I think these are going to kind of be our th- our little three stooges going forward when it comes to our Viltramites <laughs> yeah we got Larry Curly and Craig and <laughs> you know they're basically like, look, we're not going to change. I don't know what to tell you. And Thrag's just like, I hate you all. Get the hell out of here. I'll fucking deal with you later. And Thrag <laughs> is losing his grip on yeah. his own on people, the Viltramites, on his own yeah. people. Yeah. And this is not the time to be, have them doubting him because the, he now the, knows <laughs> that he has challengers to the throne. The, these, these, this colony of Grinches. All of their hearts are growing three sizes as they're like getting to more. In That's what Whoville happens when you live in Hooville. Yeah, exactly. It's, they're just at, loving at the least Christmas the men. Spirit. At least the men. At least the men. Yeah, that is very true. So, Which, hey, that's interesting. Yeah, right? I think right? it's fascinating. Uh huh. 
maybe so, my men are just built different. <laughs> yeah, maybe they know. are <laughs> built weaker, perhaps. Um, who knows? But yeah. uh, Mark and Eve, perhaps uh, Mark and Eve are basically kind of you know finalizing like, okay, we're gonna have a baby, which I think is incredibly sweet, and it's the next step for them in their relationship. Right. Um, I love that they come downstairs and Nolan and Debbie are going at it. Like, <laughs> like, just like yeah. really? Yep. <laughs> so Eve fixes the house. We see Immortal show up finally to help with the rescue effort and the rebuild. And then Invincible shows up in his 1.0 suit. Yeah. Knee pads and, uh, and fingerless gloves and all. I thought yeah. this was very <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but robot's not having any of it, and he's. I like, love this robot moment. Yes, Mark, what, what are you doing here? It's like I thought you were dead, and if you're not dead, I thought you'd be in jail. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like he just starts throwing drones at him, just Hell yeah, intent on beating him down and breaking him in. And both Cecil, Kaboomerang's about to kill him. Yeah, Kaboomerang <laughs> is about to strike a killing blow. Ching. But he's as soon as Cecil's like, "Hey, stop!" Kaboomerang's like. Oh man! All right, I'm not going to use my nuclear warhead arrow. I'm just going to use this regular arrow to keep people thinking <laughs> that I'm weak. And so he tosses this regular boomerang, bounces off, invincible, explodes. But he could have killed him. Could have killed him right there, and that would have been it. Could have done it. Dinosaurs ain't got nothing on Kaboomerang. But uh, we, like Malcolm mentioned earlier, we get this great moment from Zendel, who has this like soapbox moment very yeah. personal freak out moment yeah. which is like really genuine like really emotional it's yeah. like just because sometimes people know. make mistakes man which is sometimes they do things that they're not sure what the consequences are who yeah. knows we don't know his life yeah you're gonna try against him it. and all I that stuff it. yeah <laughs> and so um mark is getting this moment with Cecil back at the Department of Defense. They find just ugh, the grossest possible oh man. Dinosaurus is dead for sure. Um, <laughs> and I love that this is also showing growth in Mark as a hero and that he's like, yeah, I left a mark here with my thumb on his rib cage to just make sure that this wasn't a fake body that you're showing me. Mark is learning. He's learning. He's a big and boy he specifically now. specifically says I wanted to make sure you didn't fake it like you did with Conquest. Yeah. And, yeah. and Cecil's like, oh, oh, he's like, oh, you, oh, you know about that? Oh, oh, we, did, oh. we didn't talk about that. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, shit. And he's so, like, yeah, no, I actually killed him this time. Like, it was during the village my where I found out, but we've been busy. We haven't had the time to talk about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, just catching, just catching stepdad up, you know, just that's, mm-hmm. it. that's all. So as we cut back to Mark and Eve, we find out that Cecil has sent in for a specialist. Um, Hell yeah. Guessing Sherry. Sherry, basically like a superpowered midwife. Yeah. Essentially. Call the superpowered midwife. Coming to Um, PBS. Who has uh, x-ray vision. (laughs) I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And she's like, hey, you know, I'm just going to use my x-ray vision. It's cheaper than an ultrasound and way more accurate. And, uh, they reference that apparently the guy who you know caused Eve all of her grief, gave her powers. Apparently he was killed, and our boy Britt got him. He got him <laughs> yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point. Um, I think that's very cool. Uh, Hello, cool. But as we come to find out, Eve using her powers could endanger the baby. 
And so she has to stop using her powers immediately. Um, back on the moon, back with Cecil, he's having a meeting with uh, Debbie and Nolan where he's basically said, like, there has to be consequences. You can't come back and live here. We're going to have you live on the moon base. And Debbie is not about it, but Mark's or Nolan's just like, hey, look, we can fly down whenever. Like, it is literally no, no trouble here. We're going to figure this out. And uh, at that exact moment, we get this. Oh, I love this. I love this cliffhanger for this issue. Thrag just floating above. And Nolan doesn't know that Thrag knows that he's the descendant of their long lost, you know, royal line. Agonal or something like that. Um, Rathtar. Rathtar, probably. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Thrag busts in and I was not prepared for this fight and neither was Nolan. Yes. So... (laughs) Chapter 102, these two are throwing down. They are throwing hands. Uh, Debbie almost dies, almost gets sucked into the vacuum of space. Yeah. Debbie almost dies and is terrifying. It's, it's so, so scary. scary. It is. It's so scary. Anyone who's watched Interstellar, like, you know. That's, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. Very one yes. of those moments. Um, but luckily, There's Nolan, a moment. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Nolan is able to save her, gets her in an airlock, and then him and thrag just go at it i think it's really interesting that the two of them are communicating without alan there yeah maybe it's just me yeah but this feels I, like a plot hole yeah i couldn't remember if they all have like you know like star trek style like little transceivers or something that they but got it, like in the in war bubbles yeah yes that's it, like transfer thoughts i couldn't because that still happened like throughout the entire viltrumite war whether whether alan was there or not so like I, I couldn't remember Maybe. if that yeah. happened, but yeah, I I there might be a no prize in there, or there might just be you know whatever. yeah. Either way, this fight rules. Yeah. So the two of them are thrown down on the moon, and then we get the callback of callbacks because of <laughs> course we do. <laughs> Let me tell you where. Oh wait, hold on. <clears throat> oh yes, yes, please. Before you die, you might as well know the truth. Let me tell you where you really come from. And for the third time, maybe even mm-hmm. the fourth, it's been over a hundred issues at this point. We get the backstory for Viltrum once mm-hmm. again. Rashomon um, continues. <laughs> that is an excellent pull. <laughs> so um, apparently after the death of King Rathtar, uh, when Thetis <laughs> oh, uh, no. introduced him or killed him and then introduced the uh, scourge virus to Viltrum. There was apparently a big hullabaloo on finding his descendants or his successor. And it's unclear whether Nolan knew that he was part of Rathar's line or not, which I think is interesting. Um, but we know now that Thrag has always known that there was a successor out there and that he has, he's only temporary regent. He is, his position among, you know, the uh, Viltrumite hierarchy is an interim position mm-hmm. until they find yeah. the he's, heir. He's the he's the Duke uh, in or uh, in uh, he's John Noble in Return of the King. In Return of the King, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Until, yeah, until Aragorn I th- returns. I thought you were like he's John Noble. I'm like, what is John? What is John? Honestly, like, what John Noble would be really interesting. Like- <laughs> John Noble, good brother, friend of the podcast. Like yes. that'd be really interesting. Like, I, I, yeah. 
<laughs> there's an episode i think it was of um might have been a doom patrol that says guest starring john noble yeah is the title yeah, yeah. yeah exactly i had a field day with that oh same <laughs> same here yeah, Sent yeah. That to john and everything shout every out to time, john every time that man is on something and i see that credit i glee, i scream with glee just for a little bit <laughs> just for a little bit but so they're fighting um thrag basically gives his backstory and nolan says I don't care. I don't want to be the ruler of Viltrum. I don't care about any of this. Like, I don't, you can have it. And Thrag's like, I don't give a shit. I have to kill you. So the two of them are having this big old beat down on the other side of the moon. Thrag is about ready to kill Nolan, right? Oh, yeah. He even pops his eye out. Gross. Yeah. Um, and then so gross so gross, but awesome. And then as Thrag is about to strike the killing blow, our boy Craig shows up. Yeah, this is what I'm fist. talking about. Craig redeemed himself. Craig, yeah. Craig this redeemed volume. himself. He's a fucking hero. Yeah, Craig the Redeemer. Um, Craig the... fuck, wow. dude, that's Craig a great name. Craig the Redeemer. That Craig is who he is Redeemer. from that's now on. Fucking tight, Craig the Redeemer. Oh, that's sick, bro. So <laughs> Craig stops Thrag from hitting this final blow, and now everyone knows because everyone was observing this fight and they know now that nolan is the heir apparent and so they all just jump in they're like hey man we kind of fuck fucking hate thrag anyway we're gonna kick the shit out of him so they all like <laughs> dogpile on him ready to just beat him to death but nolan's like we're gonna let him live and i love this panel this two-page spread yes. of this beaten and bloodied nolan the with his eye flying in the fucking yeah. space. <laughs> the the J.J. Abrams sun going on behind them. Yeah. The Viltrumites kneeling. And then just Thrag's body floating <laughs> in the just background. Just falling yeah. in space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love uh, this. This might be my favorite panel of the, or my favorite page of the entire volume. Yeah, I think it's the best art on the entire volume. Yeah. Is that page. Just like with uh, Mark, this is the next step for Nolan. Uh -huh. We are now pushing this narrative forward and involving more of the Viltrumites. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it. Regent looks good on Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. He's that got the Freddie Mercury cape, cape is like, hey. doing great work for him. Like he's really like, What's up, good. bitches? So I'm in charge. Hey, <laughs> it's crazy, but like, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna live with the humans. We're gonna fuck. We're gonna have a good time. All right. Everybody be chill. Deuces. I gotta go to sleep. Yeah. And yeah. everyone's like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just wanna fuck. Let's do it. Hell it's, yeah. All down for fucking. Peace. <laughs> it's Make like love, not war. <laughs> it's like Life of Brian when, like, yeah. like Brian yeah. opens the doors and hail Emperor Nolan. Hail to the new king. And he's like, oh shit. <laughs> So, and I love also the shot of Mark just like, oh, yeah. so weird. Just like standing in this crowd of people chanting for his father. And so he goes back, he kind of fills in Cecil and what's going on. Him and Eve have this nice little moment where um, they're kind of just taking stock of everything because a lot has happened in the last, in this volume. And uh, Mark is just like, hey, you know, like, there's a lot going on. Um, I'm just, I'm really 
happy that you're in my life. You've been the one constant from the beginning. And I, I just, I know that I want to be with you for the rest of my life. And Eve's just like, okay, cool. And Mark just goes, you know, I, I know I don't have a ring or anything. So Eve uses her powers when she's not supposed to. But it's for a cute moment. She makes a ring. They forgot that real fast though, huh? Got that real fast. And I love, I love, this is again, very um, Peter Parker, Mary Jane, when he's yes, like, yes. wow, that's a nice one. She's like, it's the ring I always wanted. And of course I she made it herself. So much. Yeah. It's so funny. So Absolutely cute. love it. So cute. And so they confirm they are now betrothed and that closes out the volume. Wow. A lot happened here. Um, this was wild. So as we're wrapping up, your favorite moment and what did you think about the volume as a whole? Let's start with Malcolm. Um, I love this volume. I think it's kind of genius. It's, yeah. uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but it also feels like a good season finale. This, this is a good place to break because it feels very much like a season finale. Um. Because there's a lot that leads up to it. And then you, even when you think like, oh, the last two issues of this are going to be a cool down. Nope, shit goes down. (laughs) (laughs) And it sets up new status quo for everybody. It's really interesting. Um, uh, 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 I I have a possible favorite moment, but in order to do that, I'm going to need you to do a reading. Can you do angry Adam Driver? Like, because Thrag, like, killing... Drag yelling at the end, like after they stop him from killing Nolan, and he's doing like the like that's very angry Adam Driver. That's like Kylo Ren like blowed his ship out of the sky, Adam Driver. And I was just wondering if I could just get that from you because I might clarify if that's my favorite. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my gain down on here. (laughs) Uh, You want me to start after Craig stops his arm? Yeah. All right. What? Explain yourself, General Craig. This man was trying to take my throne. This was an assassination attempt. I am your regent. Yet you dare assist him to stay my hand, preserve his life? You stand against me? You found the heir of Argyll? And he is weak. Look at him. Look at him before you. He is not worthy of... And he just gets his shit stomped. Yeah, okay. So now that's my favorite moment. That was awesome. <laughs> that was great. That was great. That was great. Because I, because like Applause. reading that, especially since now in our heads, like it's, it's, it's specifically Adam Driver. Adam Driver. <laughs> All I can hear is like, you're still holding on. Let go. Let go. <laughs> More. Best moment in Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> him yelling, like Adam Driver yelling is so good. You know, so I you could hear the marriage story Adam Driver yell. <laughs> I was like, I need to actually like hear it, hear it though. Now I just need the meme of him going. Every day I wake up and I know that King Argyll's heir is out there, and I hits the wall. <laughs> it's, it's Nolan's face on Scarlett Johansson. He's like, I wish you were dead every day. Yeah. I wish if I knew that the Vulture Knights could be okay and that everything would work out, I would wish you were dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh my god, oh, I love man. that so much. If if well, anyone, my meme generator now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if anyone is good at making memes, I need you to make that immediately. <laughs> just put Thrag's face onto Adam Driver's body in that meme and just go buck wild. I need it for me. Um I know my birthday anyway. was last month, but like make it a late <laughs> like, birthday present for me. Okay. It's a good present. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah please continue that was uh yeah. that was wonderful thank you no the whole volume is just a banger it's it's a banger uh like i said it feels like a really good uh conclusion but uh also set up for more naturally and it, it just feels right i don't know yep. it just works so well so agreed jacob yeah you know this this journey leads up to one of my you know i i've i've been right what i'm repeating with like eric and 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 uh, what mainly eric said is because because i felt the same way when i was reading this comic because i wasn't i wasn't too much of a comic book um fan and getting back into it was this was one of the first comics i read so when we get to this whole volume it was it was life-changing it was so incredibly uh, well-written from start to finish that you were just like, wow, that was such a journey of such a level of epic proportions that I don't know where to go from here. Like, I don't know what to feel anymore. It was unbelievable. Uh, uh, Dinosaurus is, I've said, is my favorite villain in this entire series because of just this moment. This is the He's the thing. best villain. He's the, he's best, the villain. best villain. He's because so he, good. He's always been logical. He's always been about, he's always been, he will always fight because he's worthy and, and dangerous enough and powerful enough to be a good fighter. But his genius is that if uh, just that his downfall is just how logical he can be. And to have somebody actually counteract him for once, he comes to that final conclusion and uh, of like, you must kill me because I've ruined everything. Like, I can't, I can't help because I get too egotistical. So yeah. I need you to end this. It's, it's incredible. It's such a great, uh, it reminds me of Doctor Who. It's such a great <clears throat> way to like, tragic. to yeah. tragically like work with the ends of the villain. And um, yeah, it's, it, it's always their own fault that they cause their own downfall, that they realize it. Um, my favorite moment is Angstrom Levy popping back into the universe and seeing <laughs> uh, Invincible is dead. It's mainly because that is the funniest, funniest moment to me in this whole volume. Uh, <laughs> honestly, it really is. It's because uh, everything else was okay. The Philip Schaff shit was like very yeah. <laughs> too meta. It was too That's meta so for me good. where I was like laughing so much, but it was just like so this, good. but Angstrom Levy coming up, the, arch villain of our main hero for a good while all of a sudden just re- sees his greatest joy right in front of him and goes well i don't know what to do now okay mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's it's incredible um this this is why this comic has been are uh been claiming itself to be the best superhero comic in the universe and this is where i thought it earned that title is this volume yeah, I I agree with both of you. It is it is in that upper echelon for me now. Like after this volume, like it was already kind of up on that upwards trajectory with each week that we read this. Mm-hmm. But 
just like after this volume it's like how can it not be anything but like in your top five comics of all time yeah like it is the journey that mark and nolan have gone on i think we we've Mm -hmm. said it before and we you know we will continue to say it like this is nolan's journey just as much as it is mark's the book is the story about fathers and sons yeah and so the two of them this volume is so huge for both of them because it puts them on very different trajectories Mm -hmm. and i absolutely love that uh, my favorite moment, we already talked about it. Art-wise, that moment with everyone kneeling to Nolan as Thrag is just like Two floating in the spread. background. Two Fucking spread. rocks. Yeah. But going through it again, um, at, at this point, it's actually my favorite moment is in issue 100, right after Mark is murdered and you get those reaction shots from everybody. Because yeah. I didn't realize there were all these faces here from throughout the run. You see mm-hmm. fucking Clark Kent in there too. Like, yeah. incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Obama. Obama. Obama's there. Is mm-hmm. Obama there? Yeah, he's right he's above the uh, Damien Darkblood. Yeah, he's on, on the second, second Also, Damien Darkblood's there, which is awesome, dude. It's great. Hell yeah. Yeah. I fucking love that guy. So glad that he's okay. Can't wait for that guy to show up in like tennis. She's gonna be like, I think someone killed Invincible. And be like, what? He's like, yes, I believe I saw on television that someone murdered Invincible. <laughs> I need to see him. Where is he? Second page. Second page. Above. Oh, Blitz I see him. Demon Blade. Yeah, that's Obama. There he yeah, is. Obama. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, thanks Obama. Um, yeah, thanks so- for killing <laughs> Invincible Obama. Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this was incredible. This is. If not the best volume for me, easily top three. Like, yeah, it is yeah. fantastic. And I was from start mm-hmm. to finish just on the edge of my seat. So, mm-hmm. um, but that does it for this week's session. Next week, we are taking a little bit of a detour. For the next two weeks, we're going to be covering more supplemental material for uh, the, the wider Invincible universe. Um, I got some good feedback from the uh, Rexplode and uh, Eve, as well as our capes uh, two-parter or double feature episode. Yeah. So uh, for the next two weeks, I think this is a great place for us to jump off of the main line for a little bit. You know, we have this new direction, this new status quo for pretty much everybody. So now we're going to be doing a little bit of a supplemental material to catch up with everybody else. Like we've talked about in this episode, how interesting a character Zendel is. And I want to learn more about the characters that inhabit this world. So next week, we're going to be covering volumes one and two of Guarding the Globe. Now, is that the first Guarding the Globe? We're going to be doing both of them. No, is that the first run of Guarding the Globe? Oh, I see. I see what you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) There's a weird thing where it ran twice, but it was kind of like resetting itself as one and everything like that it was that's why really, i need to know what we're doing here. it was really weird what are you talking yeah. about there's, there's the, two different runs of guarding the globe yeah we're doing all of it no there are two different runs so are we doing 18 issues next week or are we doing just 12 issues i thought it was just 12 issues there's a third yeah 
there's a third volume isn't there listeners this is why we need to have these conversations off mic um (laughs) wait no i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry it is two six issue miniseries i thought it was i thought that one was six and one was 12 no okay okay Okay. so i'm not crazy okay you are correct yeah i'm drunk 12 12 issues next week we're going to be covering uh guarding the globe issues one through 12 or technically issues one through six and one through six um see it's weird it it is confusing it is confusing exactly but it's even more confusing when people tell you there are two 18 issue series that's i was confused (laughs) i didn't know but yeah so next week we're going to be tackling guarding the globe and the week after that we're going to be covering invincible universe where we get an even wider scope on everything going on so next friday join us for guarding the globe friday after that join us for invincible universe and then two weeks from now we're going to be jumping right back into the home stretch for invincible with volume 19 um let me pull it up here real into the modern sitcoms now the modern sitcoms early 2000s Volume 19, so Invincible Volume 19 in two weeks is going to be, is uh, titled... Friends? Oh, come on. It is titled The War at Home. The War at Home, yeah. Oh, no. This cover is... Oh, my God. Okay, I'm not ready for this cover. What's the cover? Um, uh, Invincible, we got Angstrom Levy, we got the Viltrumites, and we've got the stranded invincibles from invincible yes. war yes i don't want this yes i don't right. want this oh yes you do oh yes you do so um sorry hawkeye like this <laughs> so tune in next week for uh Guarding the Globe, Volumes 1 and 2, 12 issues in total. Malcolm. 12 issues in total. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's happening. But for now, for uh, Thrag and the Rathtars, or no, for Craig the Redeemer and his fellow Viltramite brethren. Goddamn right. Yeah. I am Eric Azana. I'm Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. And we will... See you next time. You're still holding on. Let go!
and i think for me i just i need a second to deal with all the fucking shit that happens in this book (laughs) 